0: Welcome back, and happy Tuesday, everybody listening to JRP Daily right now. My name is Justin Phillips. If you don't already know this, and if you happen to start on this episode, go back and listen to some other ones. Uh, You have more than enough to catch up on. I've finally started to catch up to the point where I have as many episodes as most, like, major podcasters, which isn't a huge milestone because it really just means that I've been not putting out very high-quality episodes. But if you'd be so kind as to share this episode with a friend or do something like that to just help me get that one more listener... I'd super appreciate it, and today, I'm going to tell you what you don't know about change. Okay, so, yeah, change, that's what we're going to talk about today. Um... I have no notes for this one. I've been using notes for the past couple of episodes, but I'm going to really go on the fly on this one, and I need to stop saying that at the beginning of all of my podcasts. So here's the thing. I just read an article out of Entrepreneur Magazine that was about this exact thing that I'm about to talk about, and I just kind of want to put some of my own words and some of my own spin onto it, but I read this thing basically in business where if you're into business at all, or even if you're not, but you actually use companies, which is pretty much everybody on the planet, you've probably noticed that one of the things that seems to separate like the top successful companies from not that is their ability to innovate, their ability to really see things kind of coming before they come, or do anything of that nature, ultimately, is what it is. But here's a new thing. This is a new concept that was introduced to me, and I think it's very interesting, and I'm still processing it in my head. I'm not just going to jump on and say that I completely agree, but it's that the companies that do change the best, the best innovators, the best trendsetters and trend seekers are the ones that are willing to change and adapt before they actually need to. In other words, they're the... They're the companies, they're the CEOs, they're the people that are going out and actually making these changes before they really see a massive reason to. And in the article they use an example of a guy that had an advertising business and like the second he saw a sign that advertising was going downhill or his type of business, his business model was going downhill, he decided it was time to make a change. But he was still doing fine. His advertising agency or whatever it is that he had was still doing, you know, it was still profitable and it was still making a bunch of money. But he decided this is going downhill really quick. So if you are a business owner or if you're interested in becoming a business owner, then this is something that you're going to want to always have in your brain somewhere is this idea of when do I have to change? When does this stop happening? And I think about it, I picture like a graph that you see when you're analyzing stocks in the stock market, let's say, right? And basically in a perfect world, if you're a perfect stock trader, you're going to buy companies, you're going to buy stocks at the lowest point on that graph, and then you're going to sell them at the highest point on that graph. That is how you would make the most money. Now, obviously, the way the stock market works is that you don't know at any given point what's going to happen next. It's like playing card sharks. Is it going to be higher or lower? Except it's like card sharks without the without the twos or the aces or the kings or whatever. I whatever it is, you know. There's not. There's never a situation where it's guaranteed that a stock is going to go up and down. That just doesn't ha- up or down. That just doesn't happen. Even if it's at its 52-week low or even if it's at its all-time low, it's still possible that it goes lower the next day. So there's always that. And same thing with the highs. So there's no way of knowing. But that's what I'm saying with these trends and with change is that you have to think about these high points and these low points, right? And since there's no way of knowing in the stock market with the way that these trends work, there's no way of knowing if you're actually at the absolute minimum or the absolute maximum, and this works the same way in almost any market, not just the stock market, but in real estate and in anything else. So you can see these trends. You see these downward slopes, and you see these upward slopes. And usually one of like the 101 strategies that you would use in in the stock market or in real estate is to watch watch it go down. Okay, watch your stock go down. And then once this starts to go up again, once you start to see the upward trend, that's when you buy, right? Not while it's still going down, hoping that you're at the lowest point, but once it kind of turns around and it's starting to trend back upwards, that's when you buy. So what it's at, what it's in reality, you're buying a lot of the time. If you're this type of a trader, you're buying a lot of the time at a little bit above what the low actually was. You want to think about it the same way with change and you know, likewise, you want to sell stocks once you start to see a downward trend about to happen. Same thing with change. If your industry is at the top of its game right now, but you start to see it going downhill, that is probably the best time to get out of whatever it is that you're doing, whether you pivot or whether you just do something else completely. I, there are a million and two different stories out there of how these types of s- situations can play out. But however it plays out, that's when something needs to change, is when things are starting to go downhill. Or that's that's the best time for you to change. What happens more often than not is that companies see this maybe, or maybe they don't. If, if you don't see it altogether, there are obvious reasons that that's a problem. But some companies might even see it. And they'll still say, well, we're at the top of our game right now, so we're going to weather the storm a little bit. And we're going to stay up there. We're going to see what happens because, like, this is this is still the top of the industry he's ever been. So who cares if we're on our way down? And then it goes down. And then it goes down and down and down and down. And then once it gets to the point where they can't really survive anymore or their business can't really survive anymore, that's when oh shit mode kicks in. Okay, oh shit mode kicks in at that point and then they have to go and they have to really, really struggle to find out what's next. And what happens when you get into that little area is that you start to – you have too many things to worry about at once, and it makes it harder to change because you have to be really saving your resources. You're going to have cash flow coming in less than it was in the past, so on and so forth. Whereas if you started making changes at the top of your game, and sort of planning for the future, then you've got more time on your side. You've got more cash on your side. You've got more resources all around on your side. And everything is on your side. The only thing that's going to go wrong is that you're going to be probably missing out on some stuff that's going to be happening for the next short period of time before this everything really starts to fall apart. But if you use that time and that money that you've got coming in because you're at the top of your game, in order to get out of that game... You're going to transition much easier into the next game. And as long as the next game is actually the next game is actually the next thing that's going to happen, that's going to pay off tenfold in the long term. So what I'm trying to tell you, if if you're like really lost right now but still listening because you're like, Justin, what the fuck are you talking about? What I'm really trying to tell you is that the reason certain companies seem to, because everybody has it in them, to really make some sort of change, or to be innovative or creative in some way, shape, or form. But those companies that seem to really make it out of nowhere, you know, like Amazon was trying to change the way that books were sold. You know, uh, McDonald's was trying to change the way that food was served. And if actually, if you watch The Founder, great movie, by the way, if you watch The Founder, then what should happen is that let me try to explain this. You'll see you'll see in the founder, and this happens, you'll notice this happen in real life when just about any type of change is coming. You see in the founder that people think, like, why would we change this? You know, this is the way we've always done it, which that expression right there, that phrase, the way we've always done it is like the top destroyer of businesses of all time because businesses are literally there to make things easier and quicker and more efficient than they have been in the past. So the way we've always done it is never the way to go. But you see that in The Founder when you watch the whole story, and I'm sure you've seen that in every other company that was getting started. I'm sure people told to Jeff Bezos, like, why do we need to buy books on the Internet? We can just go to the bookstore. You know, people told Ray Kroc, like, what, what is the point of fast food? What, like, I go to a restaurant, I sit down, I order food. Like, this is the way it works. Why do we need to change it? But we're talking about McDonald's and Amazon right here, and they're both pretty big companies. I'm sure you've probably heard of each of them, and that's because they both – It's in part, there are a lot of reasons you could talk about why those two got to where they are. But a common commonality between the two of these is that they both were created by people that were trying to make change in their industry – Before there was any need for it, before anything, anyone started struggling or anything like that, these were the people that were already trying to change the way the game was played. So if you try to change the way the game is played, when you see the first little sign of the industry going down, you're going to be the one that comes out on top. Surely there are like a million e-commerce stores on the Internet right now. There are a bunch of restaurants, fast food, Uh, slow food, sit down, take out, whatever. And people still trying to change the game. But if you're that first person that tries to make the change before you need the change, before you see a reason for the change, but if you think it can be better, then that is the way to go. People aren't too susceptible to it. People aren't going to accept it that quickly, but they will eventually. Look at the way everything has worked. Like PayPal. Stupid idea when it came out. Everybody uses it now. Or any type of Venmo, PayPal, whatever. You know, any type of internet banking, basically. It's probably a real sketchy idea at first, and now has really taken over. Even just plastic money. You know, any cards. Same thing. That's how it all happens. But these people and these companies that changed the game well before the previous game is over, are always seeming to be the ones that win, that really win.